and welcome to FlickrCast. The podcast for the Flickr community. I'm Brian Campbell. And I'm Jason Matthews. This is episode number 10. 10. And uh, yeah, it's been like three weeks since we recorded anything because yeah. uh, Christmas and I was sick. I am sick still, so if I sound a little plugged up, you know, that's why. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, this is the first episode of 2006 and um, have uh, some good stuff planned for this year, so, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Don't touch that dial either. That's right. Uh, okay, let's start off and talk about iTunes. iTunes. The mysterious iTunes. Yeah. Uh, for a long time there, we were not in the iTunes music store anymore. Uh, worth, I don't know how long worth. that actually was. I just found out about it on Christmas Day. I was trying to tell somebody, like, look, I'm in iTunes, and then uh, go there, and, and I'm not. So, yeah, and... Uh, no and, idea why uh, that happened. And, but it uh, did. Yeah, and uh, Brian, your other podcast was also up and down for a while. Right, I have a, um, a kind of an immature podcast on the side called The Invisible Fence. For and, people who uh, like the comedy and the haha jokes. Yeah, it's uh, very oddball stuff, and, and, you know, people may get offended. But uh, anyways, that was gone for a while, too, but not as long as... Uh, as the Flickr cast. Yeah, and I, yours was gone, and then it came back, and then was gone again. And now it's back. And now it's back. <laughs> and Flickr cast, we're back in iTunes now, and who knows how long that's going to last. Uh, still never heard anything about why either one of our podcasts were uh, removed. Right. So uh, I guess it's just the will of Steve Jobs. Yes, that's right. I mispronounced your name, Jobs. I'm calling you out. We've done nothing wrong in uh, the, the Flickr cast, at least. So, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I looked at their, the kind of, like, the terms of why you can be kicked out. And it's like, for every single one of those, I could think of uh, at least one podcast that's worse than we are in those areas, you know. Oh, yeah. Whether it be, like, playing copyrighted stuff or uh, using the profanities. (laughs) Which um, I could be guilty of in uh, The Invisible Fence, which is at Invisible Fence. TheInvisibleFence.blogspot.com, by the way. Free plug. Uh, just, you know, prepare to be offended <laughs> if you decide to check it out. But, um, but yeah, we think Flickrcast was off iTunes since around episode 8. And that's a shame because about 60% of our listeners um, subscribe through iTunes. So that's that. Yep. I've got my own... Uh suspicions and theories and postulations and hypotheses as to why it was removed but i don't have any proof for that uh so i'll let that be the end of it yeah as you know um one part of Flickr is it's uh one nice part of Flickr is its api and um we found an another interesting use of Flickr's api and it's called Flickr fling i actually found a few of them we're gonna be talking about uh, three tonight. Yeah. Right. Um, so on this first one, Flickr Fling, we'll have the link in the show notes as always. Right. Uh, basically, a very limited RSS reader that takes words from the feed items, matches them up with pictures from Flickr or tags, actually. Yeah. And it's it's randomly uh, once again it's random pictures um, based mm-hmm. on the. Um, search results of the uh, the tags so um, it's it's pretty cool um, 
in the in the Earl, uh, there's it, it mentions that it's a prototype. So yeah, it's definitely beta. There's some some, some weird uh, bugginess, kind of quirks. Yeah, bugs. Um, there's a a little drop down box at the top uh, where you could select some default feeds. They have Wired, CNN, Engadget, We Make Money Not Art, Prototype, New York Times, and uh, Dictionary.com. But below that, there's a little um, text box where you could put in your own feed, which uh, we even put in the uh, Flickrcast feed earlier to try. And uh, yeah, and some some fun stuff comes up when you do that. But here's the thing. Uh, that you know you'll see all these pictures come up in relation to the tags but you don't have a way to get to them you you can't click on them to go to that page in Flickr. you can just see um the little the square thumbnail yeah so that's and if you hover over it you can get the name of the of the picture but that's not much good yeah i have i have a problem with that and then Flickr. Uh, and Yahoo probably has a problem with that because I think it's uh, actually violating the terms of use. Yeah, I think you are required to link back to the photos page. Yeah, I mean, if I find something I like using this, I want to be able to go to it. It's really, it. really frustrating, I gotta yeah. say. Leave a comment, add it to my favorites, whatever. Yeah. You know, just see the full picture would be nice. Um, and another another thing that's undocumented, and I had no idea what this was at first, but. You'll notice towards the bottom there's a little plus and minus sign, and uh, little box. If you boxes. hover over it, a little cryptic box comes up that says speed versus pictures. Yeah, I was like, what the heck is that? Well, here's a little tip: turn it down all the way, hit the minus sign a few a few times, and then when you click on the um, the arrows to go to the next page, it'll take a little bit longer to load the pictures, but it'll find more. So, you know why it does that is is uh, anyone's guess, but. Uh, other, you know, otherwise the, the pictures will come up a little bit faster, but you won't find too much. Um, what I found amusing is when we put in the <laughs> the feed for Flickrcast, the SNA tag, which you used in one of our show notes, S-N-U-H. Sorry. Dude. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a perfect example of why I'm frustrated. There's a little thumbnail that's cracking me up, and I want to go there, and I want to see what the hell it is. What is but it? I can't. And the the word from the tag is uh, such such a common word that there's no way I'm ever going to find it in the tag search on Flickr. What? And uh, it looks like some... Is it using it, our feed, first of all? Yeah, yeah, this is using our feed. And the word is clear. Uh, and it looks like someone dressed as Laura Croft sitting in a wheelchair. <laughs> and, okay, now I sound really insensitive like that, right? But uh, the the thumbnail, at least, is hilarious. Well, how many uh, pages it's is in, in the, into it? Is it? Um, I don't really know. Oh, wait, I'll wait. try to find it if I can. Any, anyway, yeah. um, you know, I'll search around for it. But sorry. Okay, go on. I was you know interrupted that with my little laughing fit there. Yeah. Well, that's about it. Um, if you want, uh, the, what on our page we have a, a actual link that says RSS feed. You could. Um, right-click that yeah, and choose copy just link. Copy our feed from there. Yeah, and when you paste it into the uh, text box, I don't know if um, the program actually copy with it the HTTP colon, but you have to put that in there um, with this program at least. But uh, put that in there and just start scrolling through it, and uh, I guess look for uh, clear, and then look for snuh. 
Those are, those are amusing ones. Yeah, but see, this is making uh, this is kind of difficult that I that I can't go directly to the picture I saw. But anyway, uh, on to another thing. Um, this is let's see. Oh, I can't load it up because it makes a lot of noise. Um, Flickr. Uh, it's like a student film using Flickr. Um, they take just random images and they do all these random transitions and fades and distortions and zooms, pans, all kinds of different little uh, effects to it. And the pictures just by the juxtaposition seem to make some kind of weird little story. Like uh, like any student film, it is <laughs> the borderline between disturbing and irritating. <laughs> it has a horrible soundtrack. Hang on just a minute. I'll, I'll play the soundtrack for you guys. All right. See, it's like being stabbed in the ear. Yeah, the the soundtrack basically. I mean, it does. It repeats that over and over. And there's no way to shut it off. A few variations. Oh yeah, you can't even turn your speakers off. It won't let you. <laughs> no, I I actually like this a lot. Um, yeah, it's fun to look at. I just hate that sound. Oh, <laughs> but the sound kind of adds to the creepiness. To me, the whole point of this is um, to you know, you, it's kind of like a visual uh, nightmare visual and yeah, that's, that's, audible. that's a way to put it. Um, right. <laughs> everything, you know, it, everything's random, so it, you kind of have to use your imagination and, you know, make up your own story. Why, you know, why do these images yeah, kind of transition kinda, together? It's kind of like finding figures in clouds. Just, you know, your mind will start making up a story to go along with whatever you're seeing. Right. And you can sit there and watch it. I mean, if not for that sound, I could sit there and watch it for a long time. Oh yeah, uh, and it will. the The interesting thing you, you heard that going like dee, 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 that brings up, or that's a a text display showing uh, like the time the picture was taken and um, title, I think, or maybe oh, it's yeah. a tag. I don't know. Yeah, that's cool. But that that kind of reminded me of uh, like the X Files when it would say, you know, the time little, and location. Yeah, the print would come up on the screen. Uh-huh. Um, when I first, so it's used, fun to watch. I think. But. Yeah, when I very first used this, I actually saw the best one I've seen so far. I've probably used it for an hour's worth of time, but uh, the first thing it showed was uh, some like neon sign of uh, a clown, which you know to some people clowns are creepy, anyways. Then it showed some <laughs> yeah. dark dead woods, and then uh, two like golden retrievers barking at something, and they had like those kind of like glowing eyes you see when there's pictures of animals at at night <laughs> and they were looking like all mean and stuff in the you know the transitions you know you kind of see transparencies and weird colors and stuff and they those kind of fade in and out and of course you have the music and i was uh i was actually freaked out by that i mean it really did affect me so yeah it does like i said it walks the line between disturbing and annoying <laughs> yeah if you wait long enough, though, you'll eventually see stuff that's silly. I mean, you know, people making goofy faces and oh yeah, I'm sure pictures of cars and <laughs> I don't know. It's it's really neat because every time you go there, it's random. And it, but what's yeah, what's strange is it's random, and yet things seem to go together. And yeah. I think that's all just power of suggestion, you know. And, yeah. Uh, you you know your own interpretation, but you do see like a little. Um, 
not a resemblance, but you know, a, a correlation, right, between one image and the next. And, and another thing, it it will overlay the images as part of the transition. Yeah. Uh, so you, you'll see things again. I don't know. They just they have a whole paragraph describing um, how they made it and uh, how it works. But yeah, very cool. Check that out if you have a chance. Mm-hmm. It's just something to play with. You may you may want to like physically turn your speakers off though, because that's really irritating. <laughs> well, at least turn them down and maybe listen to it for about ten seconds before uh, your ears start bleeding <laughs> or you go insane. Yeah. Okay, well, what do we have next? Uh, next thing is uh, FD's uh, newest Flickr toy. It's called Scout. Let you find... Um, you, you put in someone's user ID and it lets you find which pictures of theirs are in uh, Flickr Explore. They're based on interestingness. Right. And so it's... I put in myself, obviously, which is, I think, what most people did. Yeah. And I was surprised that I had... Um, you have 15. I, mean, I have 15 in there. Right. Most of them are older, which I think I can account for that. Um, I think that's because uh, back in the old days when I signed up, there weren't as many people there. So I got a lot more view. You know, more all views. the pictures I uploaded then got a lot more views. Right. And it, it helps that you, you take a lot of pictures, too, C- compared to someone like me. who I take a lot of pictures, but most of them don't get uploaded. Because I'm, right. I'm picky like that, but uh, uh, I I didn't think I had any in um, interestingness slash whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, so I had been like, eh, hey, I don't really care about interestingness because I'm not in there. Uh, and then it turns out I was, and now I kind of care about it. Yeah, me too. I have, I have to admit it's it's cool. Um, it's almost like a little game. What what it shows is if you type in a username, you, you know, you could type in mine or Jason's. Um, but you know, for me or your own. Yeah, or your own, or just whatever you want. And um, it'll bring up thumbnails for anything that was listed in uh, the the Explore for that day. It'll have the yeah, date. Yeah, it'll actually tell you what rank you are, too. Right, for that day. Like, my yeah. best rank, for example, was on October 23rd, 2005. I was ranked 351, and it's actually my sunweed picture. I think that's the day you upload it, right? Yes. Yeah, it is because th- that was about that time of year. Um, you know, it was still the fall, mm-hmm. and I was at my uh, dad's pond, and I I wouldn't go down there if it was cold. But uh, I really like this because um, not only can you see kind of where you where you stand on that day, but you could click on the date and it'll list all five hundred, um, the top five hundred interesting pictures for that day, and you know you could view them in order from number one to number five hundred. And um, I actually added a lot of favorites this way because I looked at all 500 for that one day um, that my pic- that my picture was in. I notice it's on mine at least it's a little out of date, and that probably can't be helped because uh, interestingness is always being updated. Um, so like on mine, I clicked on one of the clicked on the ranking to go to the page that it's on and see it in context with the rest of the of the pictures for that day mm-hmm. and it didn't go to the right page it was you know the the picture had actually moved uh one page back by the time i got there and looked at it so uh, these things are always in motion and uh you just have to kind of keep that in mind the the data you see right here won't be um always the most recent i, I didn't consider that so um what it actually s- says that right 
right below where your thumbnails display. Really? And yeah, I just mm. now saw that, so there's really no reason for me to have paraphrased it. I see. So, um, if more people find... Um, I'm looking at one of your pictures, uh, September 8th, 2004, ranked at 152. Mm -hmm. If more people find pictures from that date and, you know, the interesting um, goes up on someone else's pictures, then yours may actually drop down in rank. Um, it's not just, you know, for that day, the views you got. It's, you know, like like it says, always updated. I think it's... Uh probably bad for your creative health to worry too much about it though but it is fun to see yeah. Yeah, but that it. leads us into a discussion of interestingness on its own and uh, I think we've already covered that a couple times yeah so I bet a lot of you got some uh, money for Christmas maybe some gift certificates and um, maybe you have a point and shoot and are interested in getting a digital SLR camera well uh, there's a lot to it not only do you have to buy a body and a lens, maybe you're considering a tripod, a camera bag, etc. So where do you start? Well, we found an interesting article by Philip Greenspun, and uh, it has a lot of stuff on here. It's it's titled "Building a Digital SLR Camera System." Yeah, and this is actually an update of um, an article he wrote that was more film centric. And I think I've, after comparing the two articles, I. Uh, I prefer the film-based one just because it has a little more information, but uh, we're going to focus on the digital one. Right. Uh, this is actually, I read the film article uh, after I had already spent a few hundred dollars on just cheap, junky zooms for my film SLR. Right. Not knowing any better and thinking, oh, I've got to have every single possible focal length covered. Yeah. <laughs> and just basically wasted a lot of money on junk. So what Greenspun does is he he starts very basic. He starts with a body and a normal lens, which in this case is a 30 millimeter. Mm -hmm. For a film, it, would, it was 50, but, you know, with the crop factor and everything, he explains all that. Uh, and then he suggests, you know, just take this bare bones minimum one focal length, one body system and go out and just take a lot, a lot of pictures with it and make the most of it. And then basically the core of his advice is don't buy more gear unless you're absolutely sure that you know what to do with it and you know why you need it. Right. Don't, uh, it's don't it's buy a good it. way to start. Don't buy it just to have it. <laughs> right. And don't, don't, uh, don't give in to that temptation. Right. Y you should know why you need this and what kind of pictures you are going to get out of your new gear. Yes. And he also he also goes into things like uh, getting a tripod and when you need to get um, let's see uh, case for your equipment and things like that. Right. I mean, he has real basic stuff too for those who uh, really don't know anything about SLRs or digital SLRs. You know, like mm -hmm. who makes them, uh, what kinds of uh, SLRs are available. Um, you know, what type. Yeah, the article of does tend to be on the basic side. Right. That's a good place to start. Um, he mentions that, you know, expect to spend anywhere from a thousand dollars, you know, and you could spend up to ten thousand, depending how serious you're going to get. Oh yeah. But uh, um, I also I like that he progresses from the normal lens, uh, and then then to getting a tripod and and the types of pictures that opens you up to, um, 
and then he moves on into wide angle which is i don't for some reason my impression is that most people when they get an slr or a camera they're really interested in like the long telephotos right um specifically telephoto zooms because it doesn't uh it lets you stand in one place and see things really far away right and i know for myself i was like oh i gotta get a i gotta get a telephoto zoom and when i had the film slr and uh and now i still have it and i'm really unhappy with it but anyway i like that he goes to wide angle first before moving on to telephoto and other um focal lengths but one thing that has always struck me as weird and this was in the film version of this article too uh the very last thing is photoing a wedding (laughs) and that seems like too much of a challenge yeah that's um that's hard i mean he probably means it as a guest and not being paid to to take pictures of the wedding but if you just buy a, a digital slr i don't care you know how good you think you are that's a big responsibility because um you know most most people get married and they expect the pictures to turn out good and not messed up so um, right and i don't i don't know it, it seems like a strange choice to say this you know that this pro- suggested project would be photojournalistic wedding right um i could think of some other things that probably should go in there somewhere else um yeah that, i don't know that, that's, i don't know what his thinking was on that that's that's my only beef with the article too um everything's organized really well he has uh plenty of uh, sample pictures here and uh i read through it and understand understood everything he's talking about so i know that uh anyone else out there would you know follow this pretty well so um yeah definitely check that out and oh yeah i wanted to mention that philip greenspun is the one who founded uh photo.net which is another site with a lot of good information uh unfortunately the site is poorly organized it's no Flickr substitute but uh, they have good forums and stuff there a lot of information from from some really experienced people Mm -hmm. Uh, so you may want to take a look over there too okay and the next thing is uh just uh i hesitate to call it camera news but just a rumor really but one that I'm really excited about if uh, it makes good on its promise. <laughs> and I know there's so much that could go wrong with this. And even if it's even if it all goes right, I know it's something I can't afford. Right. But I, and the, the rumor is that Leica will be making a digital version of uh, its M series rangefinder. And uh, that is, well, a digital rangefinder is something I've wanted for a long, long time. Right. Uh, if you've never used a rangefinder, it's a little bit different experience from an SLR. You're typically working, well, with manual focus. Um, you have a lot less automation, but you have some benefits to go along with that in that they're a lot quieter and a lot faster, and you can look through the viewfinder. Uh, your view doesn't never gets obscured by a mirror the way the SLR works. Right. So th- it's really good for timing a shot if you want a very specific moment there's well with an slr you have to like wait until the action is just about to happen and then you take your shot right uh with a rangefinder, you have a few more milliseconds in there where you can frame the shot and um when you're focusing manually even though you're looking through a viewfinder it doesn't have the parallax error like 
uh, just a little point and shoot does. Right. Because as, as you look through, you see a double image, and then you focus until the image uh, becomes one. Well, and that is that's how what you're seeing in the viewfinder matches up with um, what you're going to be shooting. Well, still, you have to be pretty hardcore. Um, aren't they saying that if this does come out, it's going to cost about three grand? I would expect more than that. Right now, the the only digital rangefinder out there is Epson's RD1, which also I think takes Leica lenses. Right. Um, and that is that is three thousand. To me, it, it it's just it seems even with all those advantages, it, it seems overpriced, and it's like one of those things that's so expensive is because you know it's an exclusive thing. You know. Uh, that's that's possible. I mean. Well, remember I was telling you that Leica's, uh, well, I think it was their 50th anniversary M, right. 35 millimeter rangefinder, was going for like ten thousand dollars on B and H's website. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, if if they made a digital rangefinder that can take the Leica lenses and it has the same build quality and classic feel, I I wouldn't be able to afford it, but I would really lust after it. Right. Okay. Because it's just the the experience of using one is different from an SLR, and I really like it. I have a Yashika or Yashika, however you say that, thirty five millimeter rangefinder that I picked up in a pawn shop for fifteen bucks. Cool. Uh, and even though it's it's still a pain to shoot film, it is very fun to use. Right. Didn't you have to crack it open and fix something yourself? There was a problem with it, or? Oh yeah. Well, mine was mine was old. It had light leaks around the film chamber so I had to put in new gaskets Oh, which is not very difficult but um, obviously not something you're going to be worried about with a digital one right Um, and there's a lot there's a lot of new uh, cameras out coming out especially point and shoots um, because the consumer electronics 2006 is going on Um, I think it's still going on now but it's it started a few days ago so if you're going to buy yeah, a camera, a, you might want to wait a month or two. And uh, Well, there's also Photokina, which is, I, oh, I think, yeah. towards the end of the year. Yeah. That's where, you know, the big companies introduce all their stuff. Yeah, that's well, that's that's the major one, or mm-hmm. at least compared to CES. But uh, I'd still wait a month or two before you uh, buy another camera, just in, in case, you know, better models coming out of whatever you're interested in. You know, and that... that issue uh brings up something that i see every now and then in Flickr ideas and i really wish sometimes that i could that there was a way for me to search by camera because obviously you know your camera make and model is in your exif data mm-hmm. in your jpeg so when you upload that you know i just wish there was a way in Flickr for me to search through that exif data i don't know if they can do that or not but oh that would help a lot if you're trying to research or you want to see sample pics from yeah, I think it would. a given camera. Yeah, if you and I know other people have mentioned that here and there. Hmm. Yeah, because if you, uh, you, you know, maybe you don't want a Nikon or a, or a Canon digital SLR. Maybe you're interested in the, uh, the Pentax, the, what is it, the Starist or whatever it's called? I think, yeah, I think that's how you say it, Starist. Yeah, so if you want to find pictures taken with the Starist, there's not you an have easy to kind of, you have to resort to looking for tags and hoping that someone has tagged right uh, their image right but uh, maybe uh, if anyone's listening at uh, Flickr 
if we could uh, search for EXIF data, that'd be uh, most useful. But if not, oh well. I think they are listening? <laughs> I think so. Someone is. Well, I know someone is. I don't know if anyone... I don't know if it's anyone uh, in charge or able to make decisions or whatever. Plenty of people out there can make decisions, Jason. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you want to contact us, there's uh, several ways of doing that. First, our email address is flickercast at gmail.com. Or you could go to our website and leave comments, suggestions, questions, etc. And that is uh, flickercast.com. Join the Flickercast group on Flickr at uh, something something slash group slash Flickercast. Uh, there's the Frapper thing. How else can you get a hold of us? Is that it? Yeah. Um, I think it is. I don't think I'll give out my phone number quite yet, but uh, who knows? No. <laughs> but uh, it's a new month, by the way, uh, January. So if you want to go to Podcast Alley and uh, vote for Flickercast, we appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason sounds enthused. I don't. I don't pay attention to that stuff. Yeah. All right. And uh, the music we played this time was Winston, or possibly Winston's Winston Canada. Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell what their name really is. But anyway, the song's called "Bottom of the World." Uh, I really liked it, and I think we're gonna play the full song to take us out of here. Cool. So. Bye. Enjoy that. And uh, sorry for the three week break. Yeah. We'll see you next Sunday. Unless I'm sick. <laughs>